the Arizona State Sun Devils defense is going to look very different in 2022 compared to its 2021 counterpart. What should we expect and what's going on with it right now? We're going to talk about that on a Monday evening edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you would like to check us out on a visual platform. But wherever you get your podcast, remember to like, subscribe, comment, share, five-star rate, all that good stuff. Make sure you turn on notifications, too, so you get an update whenever a new episode drops which is Monday through Friday, talking to Arizona State Sun Devils football, basketball, and otherwise, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Guys, let's go ahead and jump into the conversation that we're going to take the entirety of this episode to talk about, and that being the Arizona State Sun Devils defense and what the heck is going on with that unit. So there's a few updates we got to go over, and then I want to talk about the two things that need to happen in order for the defense to not take a gigantic, step backwards. Now, preface it with this, they're going to take a step backwards. And it's not like this was an elite unit last year. This Arizona State Sun Devils defense is due for natural regression, as well as just total regression, because of how much they have lost and everything that they've had to sustain this offseason. But quick update, Jermaine Lole, defensive lineman, someone who we are super high on, believe that he could possibly be one of the best defenders in the Pac-12, maybe even competing for a Pac-12 defensive player of the year kind of guy. Like he's that level caliber of player, does everything. He's a run stuffer. He's a pass rusher. He can kick inside. He can play outside. Wherever you line up Lole, he's able to dominate. The problem is he remains in the transfer portal and he's hopping all over the place right now. He's taking visits from several different power five teams He will be, unfortunately, visiting the Oregon Ducks during his little tour that he's essentially going on for his his transfer options as he sits in the portal. Now, if Arizona State loses him, that's a a massive blow. I mean, it almost feels like that would be the death blow to this team. I'm not sure how much more you could continue to sustain at that point. Like, Losing, continuing to lose good players is tough. Continuing to lose veteran players is also tough. Continuing to lose guys who are both and high upside, high character. I don't know how you can continue to do that. It feels incredibly unsustainable at this point. And looking at the rest of the defensive line, it's not the most encouraging unit. Now, there are some high upside guys that we've talked about before, right? The BJ Greens, the Omar Norman Lots look really good. Uh, Michael Mattis and Nesta Jade Silvera and Stanley Lambert and uh, Ta- Tatula Pacifi, I believe is how you pronounce it, and Trevez Moore are all seniors here. 
that are coming in and hopefully providing some kind of depth and in, in a perfect world, like production for this defensive line. While you do have young guys like an incoming freshman, Robbie Harrison, uh, you have the youngster BJ green is going into a sophomore year. Uh, Omar Norman lot, I believe is a junior. You have young guys here that you're hoping can develop, but I think you're going to be heavily, heavily relying on these seniors here. You're hoping that Nesta Jade Silvera is able to come in as a transfer from Miami and maybe give you some really good play. Uh, you're hoping that Stanley Lambert can get himself into a, a more involved role this year than he was last year. Uh, Tatala, Pe bless you. Tatala Pesifi. I, I just, I know I'm totally butchering that. So Tatala, I'm very, very sorry about that. You're hoping that he, who had a very strong spring spring practice, you're hoping that maybe he can take that next step forward into a larger role. You're hoping that Trevez Moore can finally stay healthy because Lord knows that when he is healthy, he's a very good player. Maybe you see Dylan Hall take a step forward. Uh, Anthony Cooper is another guy who we're hoping can become a lot more involved in this team. Like, there's a lot to like with the guys here. The problem is there's just not a lot of proven high upside guys. There's a lot of good veterans, but there's not a lot of... And, and at the end of the day, you can't expect any of these guys to be what Jermaine Lole is. Like, Lole is a legit NFL talent and a top 100 kind of, kind of player on paper. And it, it just... Neither here nor there. We're not talking draft. The problem right now is trying to replace what he gives you feels completely unfeasible. Like it just, it doesn't seem like anything that's even remotely within, within the grasp of what you want right now and what you could hope for. Instead, you're looking for uh, like, like it seriously is going to be on Trevez Moore to stay healthy and dominate. Uh, you're hoping that BJ Green turns that corner. Potentially uh, Nessa Jade Silvera comes in and can be something. Uh, Michael Mattis, another guy, I don't remember if I mentioned him or not, is someone else that you're going to be looking at. Uh, Tatala will be in there. But it it, you're, it really feels like you're just going to be having to shuffle through these guys more than you are going to be able to consistently rely upon them. And that's not a shot at these guys at all. It's not that I don't believe in them. It's that this is a very difficult and fluid situation for any unit on any side of the football. But having Lole would at least provide you really good consistency to this defensive line. Without Lole, there is no consistency here. It's a lot of unproven guys. It's a lot of decent to maybe good guys. There's no dominant guy. You're losing the best player on the entirety of your team. It is what it is. Uh, quick update is linebacker Rodney Gross unfortunately has opted to enter the transfer portal. Now, he literally, literally just transferred to Arizona State this offseason. And apparently he's already had enough and he's right out the door. And I don't know what the reason is. Maybe it's NIL related. I, I feel like at this point, I just, I'm not really sure what to expect. Now, unfortunately for him, per the NCAA Transfer portal rules, he does have to sit out this year. He no longer has that immediate eligibility.
to my knowledge, unless there's some kind of loophole here for him. But thankfully, Arizona State has Merlin Robertson and Kyle Sully coming back, who were starters all year last year, because Lord knows if you didn't have him, this would also be a huge, huge weakness for the team. Uh, you hopefully have the upside of Connor Sully, who has shown off the ability to be a stud. But that's looking like you're starting three right now is Kyle and Connor Soley and Merlin Robertson. Not the worst thing in the world at all. In fact, that might be one of the strengths of the entire team, let alone on the defensive side of the ball. It's just, unfortunately, it feels it feels like you're settling. It, just in the sense of you had Eric Gentry, right, before he transferred to USC. You had him to really give you this hope and this idea that you could potentially put something really special together in 2022. But you have now lost Eric Gentry. And now you lost Rodney Gross, who, again, was he projected to be a full-time starter? No, he wasn't. But he was projected to be a heavily involved contributor for this team, especially when Gentry left. Which is one of the reasons why this is so puzzling to me, is... Gentry's gone, and there's a wide-open spot for the third and final linebacker position here. And for for Gross to enter the transfer portal after so recently coming to Arizona State, it's a very weird play here. And I don't know what to think of it. I don't think it has anything to do with, with like, the 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 allegations or anything that's coming down from the NCAA. I don't think it has anything to do with that. He hasn't been here long enough to really understand the the situation that's going on. I don't know what it is. There clearly is something wrong in Arizona State though for these guys to continue to want to transfer out. Let's go ahead, hop into our first break when we return. We're going to talk about the first step that needs to happen here for the Arizona State Sun Devils defense to not completely fall flat on its face. We'll talk about that in just a moment. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing it was only 130, or excuse me, 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. This is what it feels like to eat the birthday cake puff from Built Bar. I just received my birthday cake puffs, and I've never had anything like this before. They're available right now, and we can't promise that they won't be there tomorrow. So go get them today at Built.com. If you haven't tried the puffs, I'll let you in on a little secret, because that's what friends do. A chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. You heard me right. Delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. Make every day your birthday with Built's Birthday Cake Puffs. Built has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake and robed it with 100% white chocolate and added sprinkles. With 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, and just 9 grams of sugar, this limited-time flavor is an amazing option if you're looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety in your day. All birthday puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate, and that means with Built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. They're made with collagen protein, which your bo- your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Go to Built.com to get the birthday cake puffs right now. 
Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And again, thank you guys so much for making the Locked on Sunwolves your first listen every day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms. Make sure you guys check out the Locked on NBA Big Board with host Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Draft Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA Draft, Mock Draft, Player Rankings, and of course, Big Boards. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Let's hop right back into our conversation now. So when we left off, we were we were discussing the, the changes that are going on with the program. Let's go ahead and talk about the consistency that is here. The veterans. It starts with Merlin Robertson and it starts with Kyle Sully. Those guys got to step up. It's got to be their best season they've ever had. You need Merlin Robertson to get back to his freshman year where he looked like a future NFL kind of player. You need Kyle Sully to just completely hit his stride because when Kyle Sully was on last year, he was good. He was good. You need him to hit his stride. You need Connor Sully entering his redshirt junior year to embrace a starting role and hopefully live up to the potential he has shown. It starts with them because those are your most proven guys. Next, look at that defensive line. Remember all those names we just went over that are all going into like their senior year or their grad senior year. You ha- you have you uh, you you have Trevez Moore. You have uh, Tutala. You have uh, Stanley Lambert and uh, Nesta Jade Silveras transferring in and Michael Mattis. You have a lot of veterans here. You just need them to not even play up to like this S tier level kind of production. You just need them to play good. I know you want better. And I know in the first segment, I said that you got to play better, but right now you just, you got to get what you can get. And unfortunately it just is what it is. It has to be that way. You have to hope that these guys can give you just enough this year. That'll get you by. But I'm especially looking at Trevez Moore because Moore has shown some really, really good talent. But unfortunately for him, he's constantly on the wrong end of the injury spectrum for the team. And it's just setting him back so much. You really hope for a lot of reasons, not just for the team's sake. Obviously, you hope for the player's sake that Trevez can finally find a way to be healthy. Because he does have potential to play at the next level if he can just find a way to stay on the field. I think that Trevez is a stud. If he can find a way to be healthy, I feel like he can help mask some potential weaknesses that you have on this defensive line. And I also think that he could potentially be someone that you get a little more creative with. He's a six foot three, 245 pound linebacker per the Arizona State Sun Devils official website. He is a guy who's going to play on the edge, but I feel like he's strong enough at the point of attack that if you wanted to get a little more creative, you could kick him inside. I feel like Arizona State could get creative with his role, and that's that's in an ideal world. But right now, you're going to be looking at your veterans to step it up. Uh, in the secondary, it's a very, very, 
very young unit. You're pretty much your most senior guy coming in are both your transfers, Chris Edmonds and Corey Bethley, who are probably going to be your safeties respectively. Uh, you do have uh, Kuan Markham and Keon Markham are going into their senior and redshirt juniors respectively. Uh, Tamarcus Davis is going into his redshirt fifth year. But other than that, I mean, it's a lot of guys, both young and very inexperienced. So the Markham brothers uh, both were able to record an interception last season, but in very limited playing time. I am going to continue to beat this drum until I can no longer beat it. I believe in Jordan Clark, uh, Redshirt Jr. going into this year. I feel like he should be able to step up into a full-time role for the team. But I am going to be looking at the two transfers, Corey Bethley and Chris Edmonds. You're really, really going to be betting on them to come into this program and be the leaders of the secondary. And not just be the leaders, but be the best players in the secondary. And I know how high I am on Corey Bethley to the point where it's probably expectations that are way too high for him to ever live up to. And that's not fair for me to place that on him. But to a certain extent, he does need to live up to some mighty expectations because there, there's a lot going on with the program right now. And there's the, the team just needs, they really, really need him to be everything that he was at Hawaii. You're desperate for it. You almost you almost are in a situation where you can't afford for him to not be that good. And that stinks that you are placing such high expectations on him. Thankfully, I feel like he can live up to them. I think this is a very good young football player. We'll find out. But looking at the rest, I, I mean, Chris Edmonds, definitely another guy that I'm looking forward to seeing him in a bigger role for the team. I feel like he's also going to end up getting thrown into a full-time starting role. And I don't hate the idea of it. It's just, unfortunately, he really does not have a lot of experience for the team. I mean, this is a guy who really didn't get any playing time with Samford. And it's not like Samford is Alabama just because they play in Alabama, but neither here nor there. I'm hoping that now that he finally has an opportunity to shine, that he can take it, but we'll see. Uh, some other guys you got, you got some really young dudes, uh, Mason Williams, redshirt sophomore, RJ Reagan is a true sophomore. Uh, T Lee is a redshirt sophomore. DJ Taylor is a sophomore. Love DJ Taylor on this podcast, neither here nor there, but there's a lot of young guys, and we're actually going to go ahead and talk about them in just a moment. We are going to go ahead and head into our final break. When we return, let's get, let's go ahead and talk about those young guys. We'll be right back on the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, guys, without further ado, uh, we'll go ahead and hop into our final segment. Make sure, though... For all you Pac-12 fans out there that you are tuned into the Locked On Pac-12 podcast, 
with host Spencer McLaughlin. Get all your Pac-12 news in 30 minutes or less. Stay updated, not just on the Sun Devils, but on everything going on in the Conference of Champions. Let's talk about the young guys. There are some dudes on here that I'm hoping can take a step forward. I'm hoping that the that well, and here's the funny thing is you put you put young in quotation marks because a lot of these guys simply just haven't had the time. Like Connor Sully is a redshirt uh, junior, and the Markham brothers are uh, sorry, uh, they're they're uh, redshirt. Uh, redshirt junior and uh, seniors, respectively. They're not they're not young guys. They're just guys who haven't had opportunities. But you do have like R.J. Reagan, Mason Williams, and T. Lee are all sophomores or in their redshirt sophomore years. Who knows with D.J. Taylor? We didn't see like any of him involved in anything other than special teams, and quite frankly, he should not be out there for special teams. Uh, Gene Boyd the third is a redshirt junior at Woods is a redshirt junior. Elijah Gamage is a redshirt junior. And Connor Lewis is a redshirt sophomore. There's a lot of guys here who legitimately have like next to no experience on the field right now. That's not ideal whatsoever. You're hoping that they can get into the situation and really just embrace the fact that there's going to be a lot of pressure on their shoulders and there's going to be a lot of expectations for them to take take over these starting roles that Chase Lucas and Jack Jones and Evan Fields and uh, DeAndre Pierce have left behind. You look at the front seven. If Jermaine Lole is gone, you also lost Tyler Johnson. You got to find a way to replace these guys. DJ Davidson is gone. That's the majority of your defensive line is gone. Linebackers, by the grace of God, you have Merlin Robertson and Kyle Sully back. You're hoping that Karn, who we already talked about previously, can step into a full-time role. You're hoping that some of the other linebackers that they have there, some of the guys, um, uh, Jaden Williams is a redshirt freshman. You've got uh, Caleb McLaughlin is a redshirt sophomore. Will Schaefer is a redshirt sophomore. Uh, Zach Bauer is a redshirt junior. Dylan DeVito, redshirt freshman. And a few more guys, sorry. Jacob uh, Jorandal, redshirt sophomore. And Fritzy Nicolasi, Richard sophomore. Tons, tons of young guys in the linebacking core. In one sense, it's sort of exciting because you're thinking about the future, but we're talking about 2022 right now. You really need these guys to develop really, really quickly. And it's not fair to them at all. But that's the reality that Arizona State is in. So overall, you just really need these young guys who quote unquote, put them young. A lot of them are just inexperienced, right? You are hoping and praying that the veterans you do have. So Solis, Robertson, Markham's Bethley. You're hoping that they can perhaps help these young guys take a step forward. I really am looking at like a BJ green to really come into his own. Who knows, maybe incoming freshman Robbie Harrison can give you something. Uh, Garen uh, Stansbury is a true sophomore. Maybe he can provide you something. Joe Moore is a redshirt sophomore. There's just, there's a lot of young guys. There's a lot of uncertainty 
on this defensive line. There's a lot, a, a ton of uncertainty at linebacker, and there certainly is uncertainty in the secondary. I feel like this defense could either find a way to gel or it's just going to get obliterated this year. As far as the future goes, who knows? Maybe 2022 is just going to be a big, fat learning curve for these guys. I'm hoping that's not the case. But if you were a betting man, that's probably the situation that the Sun Devils have found themselves in this year. But that's going to go ahead and wrap up this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you want to check us out in a visual platform. But wherever you get your pl- your podcast, make sure that you turn on notifications so you get updated every time a new podcast is dropped, Monday through Friday, giving you all the information you need to know about the Arizona State Sun Devils football, basketball teams, and otherwise. And until next time, guys, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.